Yes, yes, yes. Got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, the question is, in which state is the is located the lowest point in the U.S.? And I, my friend, <laughs> Donna. Is it the lowest elevation, Katie? Uh, is in which state is the lo- the located the lowest point in the U.S.? Oh. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I was going to guess well, Florida. Okay, no. Okay, Florida, and it would have to be Key West. No, uh-uh, no, it's not Florida. But that, oh, there's a reason why that I smiled when you but, called, because <laughs> you have a daughter in this state. <laughs> oh. California. Yes, uh, it's in California. So right away, I figured that's why she jumped on it. Okay. What it no, is, it, it, I jumped on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And because what the lowest, right. the lowest point is Death Valley in California. The lowest Death point. Death Valley? Yep, Death Valley. In California. Yep. Oh, uh, shoot. No, okay. you got it. How's everything? Oh, everything is great, Katie. Good. How are you? you? Good. And are you in? Are you here or there? I'm going again to Tokyo tomorrow. Oh, okay. The kids are leaving are Wednesday kids morning. Still here? Yeah, the kids are leaving Wednesday morning at four in the morning. So. Oh, you're gonna be so sad. It's I'm gonna be sorry. so. It's gonna be so quiet. I, know, <laughs> I, I already I took it. Thursday off. That I'm gonna sit on the couch and watch Christmas movies all day. <laughs> I know. Your Christmas movies. Okay. Well, I'll let you go. You're okay, working. Dada. Take care. Awesome. Thanks for the okay, call. You too. Bye bye. All right. So it's California, and the lowest point is Death Valley. Okay. All right. Now we know. Now you know. Okay. Yes. Head to the phones. All right. We have Sandra. She has a foster dog, um, but the dog keeps growling at other members in the family, and she's looking to also adopt this okay. dog. Okay. Hey, Sandra. How you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing okay. Good, good. So what kind of dog? Um, they say he is a lab collie mix. He's They're approximating a year and a half old. All right. And how long have you had him? Um, we've had him for two and a half weeks, but he's been in the um, at the rescue for a month prior to that. All right. And um, he was in a foster home where they foster other dogs plus children. All right. And there he had just gotten fixed, and the other foster puppy jumped on his area. Oh, geez. And this dog went to correct that puppy, and the toddler girl got in the oh. middle of it, so oh. she got knocked down. Oh, so okay. the county asked that the dogs be removed from that home, okay, which, yeah. is how, which is how I ended up with this dog, because we were looking at potentially adopting the dog. All right. Okay, so what's going on? So so um, his general personality is he takes correction well. He listens to direction. He seems to want to please. He's very cuddly. Um, I've got a 10-year-old in my boy in my house, and there's about that age kids a lot in my house. Mm-hmm. Plus, I have another dog that's a therapy dog, okay. so I was looking whatever dog I'm going to adopt to potentially get it certified as a therapy dog. Mm-hmm. So this dog seemed to be doing really well. And then um, a couple of days ago, my son was um, kind of hugging him from the side around his neck mm-hmm. with my son's face near this dog's face. Mm-hmm. And the dog did a low growl. like. Okay. That's good because he's unhappy with it. He's he letting you know, unhappy. I do not yeah. like that. Do not do that to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my son came and told me, and I said, can you show me what you did? Uh-huh. So he did, and the dog repeated the, uh-huh. the growling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my son said, by the way, about three, four days before that, he was growling at one of my son's friends mm-hmm. who was petting him. And I don't know exactly you know, how this boy was petting him. Okay, okay. So my concern is, um, the, uh, I have this other dog that's so easy, right. and people are used to that dog, that right. would, would this scare you away from 
adopting this dog. Well, there's no, we, there's no, we don't know what side of the fence is this is going to fall. Okay. I know. You know, as far as with, you know, with uh, training and building the dog's confidence and, you know, he's just getting to know you and the territory. So there's a lot of, you know, pieces to this puzzle here. All right. And so um, I guess before you still even think about adopting, number one, you should try to foster him longer to find out, you know, a little bit more. But many, many dogs hate hugging. They hate it. And because it's, did you see dogs hug? No. That's a human emotion. That's not a dog right. emotion. Right. And when we hug our dogs, we do, it's a dominance. We go over their neck. You know, when you mm-hmm. see two dogs meet for the first time, one dog will put his paw or his head on the shoulder and the back of the neck of the other dog, saying, I'm cool and you're not. Yeah, I'm number one, you're number two. Now, if the dog underneath is okay with that, he'll stand there like, hurry up, let's go play. But if he's not, he's going to pull out and do that to the dog. It's called ranking. They got to keep mm-hmm. going back and forth till they figure out who's going to be one and who's going to be two. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so this dog here, like I say, uh, you know, for what your long term goal is, as far as therapy and such, this may not be the one for you because there are no, there's no for sure's on this. You know, right. you could you could put some training into him and it all will be right. But he might have some quirks like that might be one trigger. Like you know, if you I don't know what kind of therapy you do, but if somebody goes to hug him, that might be something that you know he's just not uncomfortable. He's just uncomfortable with you know, mm-hmm. and so and the older the dogs get the more it raises this ugly head kind of like humans as uh-huh. we get older we get a little bit more you know like yeah i'm not tolerating that anymore <laughs> right right yeah and so that's why like i said so you you know dogs you're not a novice and no. i tell people what's your gut tell you you know, it's a cool dog, but not right for our situation. Or I uh, should I work with this dog, give it some time, see if it comes around, and then make a decision from there. But then you've got time invested and such, and so you know, it depends on who you are. You know, can yeah. you be honest with yourself after you know doing some obedience training and, and and confidence building and such like that? Can you stand back and say, you know what, you know, we tried, not the right, but now what you just did though is you made that dog a better dog for the next person that will adopt that dog. So well, well, did I, or does it just? keep bonding more with each person you know like it was in someone else's house for a month mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm concerned if yeah, i were to foster uh, it very long that and then here we go shuffling it around again yeah. dogs are pretty resilient just like kids are the humans have a higher uh, harder time with things and every dog <laughs> is different than uh and same with every child is different some kids can roll with the punches of a divorce like no no, no tomorrow but then there's some kids that they just hit the toilet and then there's mm-hmm. some dogs that can roll with it you know everything and there's some that just hit the toilet so you, you don't there's no guarantee easier none and so like okay. i say but you you've gone through training you've gone through therapy training you have a knack you know you, you should have a feeling if this is going to be your next therapy dog all right okay. and so okay. you, there is no you know guarantee but see when you got like you said a 10 year old correct and yes. it's a boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they'll say, mm-hmm. Damn boys. Yep. <laughs> you tell them not to do something, and it's yep. like a magnet. <laughs> yep. And yep. so, you know, you know that they're going to want to be hanging on and stuff like that. And then the other thing, then you got to protect the dog. Even right. whereas, you know, put them in a kennel and say, you leave them alone, you know, when right. people come over. So, so you, you, you got to write everything down, you know, visit it, discuss with the family and just decide what path do you want to take here? Because okay. like I said, that, that, that's good. That dog was growling because he's let yeah. him know that he was uncomfortable, but that was good that he did not mean this, especially since you did it a second time. Yeah. <laughs> that he didn't say, didn't I just growl at you? Right. He, <laughs> so this time I'm taking you yeah. out. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like, you're too stupid. I already told you this. Exactly. So, I mean, that yeah. tells me the dog has got a lot of control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but on the other hand when you got a 10 year old and boys <laughs> mm-hmm. that start coming through you know that might yeah. be something that you know it's not gonna be good <laughs> well and it might be a little bit of a 
you know, if I sit and think about this, like you're saying, uh, a learning curve in our house because I have a uh, female, um, smaller dog, and she will allow stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She will squirm to get away. Mm-hmm. She'll she'll move her body, but she won't growl or do any kind of, okay. um, you know, anything. So we're kind of used to that. We're sort of spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, you because know. like I say, you always you always ask the dog to come to you. You never go to right. the dog, and right. if they don't want to come to you, then you just move on. You know, so yes. and like yeah. I say, but yeah. So you just gotta you gotta have a family powwow. You gotta think about you know, okay, what's where do you see yourself in two years, five years? Uh, you know, yeah, just look at the whole situation, and okay. you know, and the thing is, is that you know, she was a month at the other place. Uh, dogs, like I say, are pretty resilient. They really are, and and in, in their input of any kind, even trick training and stuff like that, helps out with the big picture for if you choose not to keep this dog, you know, to, for the next person that would might be interested in. So would you say obedience training then, or should I go to like a behaviorist? No, no, just no. do obedience. You don't? No, 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 just do regular <laughs> obedience. Like I say, you haven't had the dog that long. He's starting to right. try to understand who you are. you got to right. start, you know, dogs do th- things for us out of respect and trust. Right. He has no idea who you are. And so the thing okay. is, is that start working together, see what happens, and then see what kind of feeling you get from the dog. Because I used to tell most women, I said, what does your gut tell you? Especially yeah. when you got kids, because usually your gut is right. Don't yeah. over, don't over, t- you know, overthink your gut, because your gut <laughs> usually is right. If it's something, okay. say, you know, nice dog, but just not for us, okay, then we move along. So, okay. Okay. Right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Have a good day. Thanks, bye. You betcha. Yeah, you know, like I said, especially when people want to do therapy, that does, that's a whole different ball game. That there's not a lot of dogs that can take a licking and keep on ticking. Mm. And, well, it depends what kind of therapy you're doing. Sure, you know, you know whether you're going to, you know, most time people think of. Uh, Nursing homes and things like well they don't call them nursing homes senior living <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so it's yeah it's uh, anyway it is what it is so you just got to be honest with yourself because we want to save every dog but every dog doesn't have like with her she has a purpose that she wants to fill she wants another therapy dog so it's her job to find just the right personality mm, right. and just be able to shape it but mm-hmm. if he's already shown kind of apprehensiveness and I, like I said that dog showed a lot of control to get not hugged once but twice yeah. and not yeah. get you know not lose it you know so that was pretty nice but anyway so yeah you got to you got to figure that out okay let's see what the next question is all right here it is in which america's second Oh, what is America's second smallest state? What is America's second smallest state? Be back. Thanks for staying with us and sharing your Sunday afternoon. Greatly appreciate it. All right. Now, the key word here is what is America's second smallest state? America's second smallest state, okay? Do you have any idea? Oh, she's on the... I got it, Katie. Oh, you're back. <laughs> me again. I'm not going to give up. All right. What is it, Donna? Delaware. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. Yay. Now you can just chill out the rest of the evening and just relax. You done did okay. it. You done good. Okay, Donna. Good. Okay. Thanks, Katie. You, you bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> that's good. Oh, well, that's good, too, because uh, whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, Hope, that person on the other on the other page is, was on the on the line, so I can't talk to her. And once again, if uh, Alexis and Daniel just tuned into the show, I want to wish them a new uh, happy, happy, happy being new proud mama and papa. So a new baby bouncing boy. So that'll be great. And yes, yeah, so who's ever on the phone is keeping her going. Also, too, why do why do dogs uh, uh, chew up squeaky toys? Because they hate the squeaky noise. It drives them nuts. It's like nails on a chalkboard. 
I've talked about this before. All right. So get toys that don't squeak. There's a lot of them out there. The Kong family puts out some. There's many. Just Google it. Toys that do not squeak. And the dogs, uh, because that they will literally get those squeakers out in 0.2 seconds. Now, there are some dogs, however, that love to walk around and squeak, squeak, squeak. They get a kick out of hearing that squeak. Just like there's some people that get a kick out of hearing nails on a chalkboard. All right. But anyway, so yeah, don't buy toys that your dog, well, is he going to chew this one up? Well, fo- what are you waiting for? For them to swallow a piece of whether it's a squeaker or a piece of the toy that causes a blockage and then it's a $4,000 surgery to save them. So think ahead, folks. Buy in, with the holidays coming up. Start thinking correctly here. Okay, you know, you can do services as far as or, you know, like nice toys. Start checking in on it now. All right, Hope, where are we at? All right, we have Jane and her dog has fluid around its lungs. All right. Hi, Jane. How you doing? Fine, Katie. Okay, what's going on with your proper? How old? Um, she's, it's actually not my dog, it's my daughter's, and, um, she's six, I think. She's a little dog. She's like six pounds for some reason. I can't think of what kind she is. All right. But she's little. And what she's having is fluid buildup around her lungs, Mm -hmm. and it's not lymphoma, it's not congestive heart failure. Mm -hmm. Um, she had that stuff tested or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what happens is after about a week, she builds up the fluid again and starts to cough, 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 cough. And then they have to bring her in to get her tapped again. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering uh, what, you know, I know you're not a vet, but maybe there's something that you've heard of or well, know of. You know, it comes down to like what supplements and what you're feeding the dog. And if being that it only lasts a week and then the fluid builds up and they can't find any reason why. That's what she said. Huh. Said it's an idiopathic disease. Okay, yeah, idiopathic means yeah, they can't figure out where it's yeah, coming from. Why it's going? Yeah, that's what idiopathic yeah. means. So the th- so that is that's crazy. What are you feeding the dog or what is she feeding the dog? Oh, it's terrible, but oh no, she feeds them blue buffalo. I guess that's a little better than what she was. Okay. I guess if, you know, there again, I said earlier, if my dog was dealing with any kind or cat, if my uh, they they have any kind of health problem, I would get off of all processed foods, and then start doing like a raw rotation, freeze dried rotation, and then I. But the thing is, is that you've got to do your homework. I don't know if you listened earlier in the show. There's two websites that you can go in, and she can start reading and gathering information, or she can just go to uh, uh, if she's a web person, just go you know type in dog uh, with uh, uh, water retaining water around heart. Can't find reason why. Any ideas, you know, and let people start, you know, read through it. And hopefully maybe somebody's got some suggestions, too. Uh, Dr. Jessica Levy, she's a holistic vet. You can give her a shot. You know, she's up in uh, Andover. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's going to be on the last Sunday of uh, in uh, in November. Uh, so you can call and pick her brain then, you know, where you get it straight from, a, you know, from the vet as far as maybe sure. some uh, some ideas. But in the meantime, you should be looking up yourself, you know, as far as reading, reading, reading and, and try to figure this out, what's going on. And so, uh, and like I said, the main thing I would do is pull off for all processed food, all processed food, treats, everything. And she's only going to get good raw food, you know, out of the freezer section in your, in your mm-hmm. dog stores. And then you got to rotate it and you can't just take one away. You know, you got to rotate it in. All right. Yeah. And then yeah. there's supplements that you can take too. I'm surprised they didn't do some kind of a LASIK, you know, to, to get the, or the B12. Yeah, she, is, she is on LASIK. Now. Okay, okay. And um, something else, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, she is on Lasix, so. Okay. 
But yeah, so that's why, yeah, that's what you just got to do. Start doing, uh, doing some homework, doing some reading, go online. I don't believe everything that's in front of me, but at least gives me ideas so that I could ask questions and, and figure out more and dig deeper and, and go from there. All right. Well, I'll give her that dog's natural one because she's really good at that stuff, figuring out and going online. Oh, good, stuff. good, and yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I, you know, and this is her quote unquote child. Yeah, right, and, right, uh, right, definitely. She's thinking of having a chest port put in, and it's like, oh, oh, my it's gosh. not, yeah, it's not. Please. How long? How long has he been doing that? How long has this been happening? Just, it's only been about three, two or three weeks. Okay, yeah, so let's not hit not, the panic button yet. New. Yeah. So, and it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. But you know, really she's tell her that, she's got a lot of reading to do so that she can weigh her options and then make decisions from there. Her dog depends on it. All right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, well, thanks for Katie. calling, kiddo. Sorry, it couldn't be too big okay. a help. Take care. Hey, no problem. Bye bye. Yeah, folks, you got to go. You know, like I said, I'm not an internet. Like I told you, I, every time I try to look up something, I wind up in Tahiti. You know, <laughs> not anywhere near what I was trying to find out. Mm-hmm. So then I got a couple of friends that are really good at finding things, and I'll call, okay, can you help me here? <laughs> <laughs> That's always good to have those friends. Yes, it is. So, yeah, it's goofy. So don't forget to go to my my uh, KDK9 show page on mytalk1071.com and click on Pet of the Month and register, uh, upload your uh, pet's picture. It can be dog, cat, horse, iguana, whatever, and then put your uh, name and such. It's, it's all there. Just look there and then also check out what all the stuff that you know Hope posts and, and Carly has posted. There's, there's a lot of fun things to look at. And I know I was kind of like, well, geez, only seven people looked at that? You're 17 people? It's like, Really? Are you kidding me? Come on, people. Look at some of that fun stuff. It's really fun. Yeah. So anyway. Okay, where are we at? Okay, we have Mary, and she has a question about uh, cat's genetics and maybe problems around that. All right, all right. Hi, Mary. How you doing? Pretty good. Good, good. So what's going on? Well, we just recently lost a cat. She was bar- barely five, uh, six years old. Oh, my. Okay. And she was a sphinx. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And she's been healthy all the way up, and then, but she did was having these little episodes where she'd cry out and then just kind of fall over. Oh my! And then she just cried out and fell over, and her heart stopped. And oh my! She's five years, just barely five years old, and mm-hmm. I don't know if the breed is has is genetically prone to some heart problems. We did have a autopsy done, and it was just kind of vague, like there was some something was wrong with her heart, so. Was it something we gave her like soft foods in the morning and then N and D hard kibbles in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Do you know if the breed is prone to anything? Well, like see, that? anything is it's in the same cats, dogs, horses. There's certain breeds because they've been overbred that are not you know that have issues, right? You know, like King Cavalier uh, Charles. Uh, Springer, King Charles Cavalier Spaniels, okay, they're prone to uh, a lot of heart problems. Uh, C- uh, CD, cardio, die out, you know, everything that everybody's hitting panic about, about right now, dilated cardiomyopathy, they're prone to it. And so that, and then they're also prone to some eye problems too. Same with, uh, uh golden retrievers are prone to some eye problems and cancer. And so it's because of us overbreeding them. And if you, the best thing that you want to do is you get a mutt, you know, where you're not sure what it is and this could probably be healthy. Help people are healthier when they're a mutt instead of being, you know, a solid breed and so yeah it's there's no rhyme or reason and, and that happens in the dog world too i know a little Mal- maltese that was two years old same thing was running just dropped over <laughs> and there, it was seemed fine up to that point but just dropped over heart problems that oh. congested yeah congested a uh, con- congestive uh a, a, what is that 
you know, he was born with the problem. All right. And so there's Congestive no, there you go. Yeah. So you don't, you don't know. That's the thing. That's why you know, we all love to think that we're going to grow old and see our grandkids get married and such. And that all our dogs are going to, you know, they're going to live with us for 15 years to 20 years. You know, at any time, that's why some people don't want to take, uh, the older dogs at the Fosters because they say, oh, geez, he's four years old. I might only have four more years. Hey, you could get a puppy and only have two weeks with him. There's no guaranteed whatsoever. So that's why the whole thing is, is that, yeah. I, but see, when you get a, a rare cat, a cat like that, they, that are overbred because it's a, you know, a, it's not one you could just go around the corner and get. <laughs> you know, you've got to find the particular breeders in that. And then the gene pool, I'm not sure on the gene pool, might be kind of small. So it, it, we don't know. But, and it's a shame, and I'm very sorry for your loss. Because, yeah, at six years old, that's kind of, that, that, that's owie. That, at any age, it's owie. It's not, it's, it just hurts like heck to lose them, whether they're, you know, 20 years old or whether they're two years old. So, okay. Yeah, so those things are not necessarily like, I didn't, we didn't, Give her, she didn't get cholesterol or anything like no, that. No, no, well, you, you can do it in death. If that's what you're really worried about, you should have, you know, said, okay, I want to know exactly. But you'd pay through the nose to find out exactly. But personally, I'm not sure if you listen to the show, you know, totally indoor cats should get no dry dog food or cat food. Cats come from the desert, okay? They get their moisture from what they eat. And that's why a lot of cats start having, you know, uh, kidney and liver problems like 6, 7 or 11, 12 is because mm-hmm. of eating all that dry matter and not drinking enough water to compensate for that dry matter so that's why if you have a totally indoor cat with no access to birds and mice or whatever then they should be getting good grain-free canned food some raw you know when i'm making hamburger i take some some chunks of the raw and flip it to the cats so they get some raw and then i figure that in at dinner time too so i'm not going to get my cats fat okay you know so there's a lot of different things you can do out there is look into it there's a book your cat by hodgkins h-o-d-g-k-i-n-s your cat all right, and what that is is that's kind of the Bible for our cat owners. So look into that. All right, and so they talk about you know uh, uh, different health issues. They talk about uh, uh, vaccinations. They talk about behavior they, and, and feeding, just everything. It's, it's really a good book. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank I'm sorry. You. I'm sorry for your loss, kiddo. Take care. Yeah, Mister. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, yes, you do. You take care. Okay. Bye, bye. Thank you. Yeah. No. It's uh, yeah. That's you know. And by a lot of people think cats are old at eight twelve. No, an old cat is twenty. Right. You know, I was lucky to have one last uh, to twenty two and twenty five. Wow. So now that's old. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And most of my cats leave about seventeen, eighteen, mm. nineteen, somewhere you know from there. So anyway, all right, where are we at, ma'am? We have to go to break. Okay, we got to do that thing. Do that thing. I want your daughter still listening. And she here she goes again. Okay. Da 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 da. What state, oh, in which state is the source of the Mississippi River? In which state is the source of the Mississippi River? We'll be back. It went over one turn on the, on the mic. <laughs> How long have I been doing this? Well, oh, well, what can I say? So, thank you for again for sharing your Sunday afternoon. I greatly appreciate it. If you got questions, you can go to mytalk1071.com. Go to Katie Canine's show, uh, show page. Remember, all the shows here, my show included, is podcasts. So if you're a podcast person, you can catch up. While, like you're driving, you didn't hear something I mentioned or whatever, you can, you can get the podcast. So And then also there's a link to so to, uh, jump onto my Facebook, Katie Canine Facebook page. And then there's also a link to jump into my Katie Canine Obedience School. All right? And uh, that gives you the... I'm winding down for classes right now. I'm taking mostly just puppies and beginner... I mean, puppies and private lessons. And then I do have a Yes Manners class that's next week. Uh, once in, One in the morning from 10 to 11.30 and then one in the evening from 6 to 7.30. It's just a one-time, 45 bucks. 
And it's just to work on manners, jumping, nipping, digging, chewing, everything that we've been covering. Mm-hmm. You know, walking on a leash or whatever. Right. So I do have a walk nicely class, but I didn't have room to put one in until after the first of the year. So uh, because when the holidays hit, everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I got to do this. Well, then everybody gets going so b- busy, yeah, busy. Exactly. Yeah, they can't come to class. And then they, you know, so I'm saving Schedules. them. I'm helping them out not to, you know, spend their money where they can't. Yeah, and wait for it. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What is a, What state has a source of the Mississippi River? Come on. Minnesota. There you go. There you go. There you go. That was going to be another tricked one. No, 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 no. Donna's going, yeah, she got this. (laughs) No problem. No problem. So, all right. We're going to head to the phone lines. Hey, we got uh, time probably for about maybe one or two more questions. So, if you got a question, you know, uh, give a holler. 651-641-1071. All right. Who's up next? We have Nikki, and she has two dogs, and she was wondering if you could give any tips um, if when one dog passes and how the other dog might react. All right, all right, all right. Hi, Nikki. How you doing? Good, Katie. How are you? Good, good. How, and are these, uh, do they grow up together? Are they litter mates? What's the scoop? They are best friends. They're both 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, our first dog is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, and the other one's a Chihuahua Poodle. All right. And the girl... She's very attached to um, our older dog, the Cavalier, Mm -hmm. and he has just a horrible heart rumor. He's had it actually for like the last two years. He's on $200 in medication a month, and he's just, he's fading really fast, Mm -hmm. and I'm really, we're probably getting to the point where we need to, you know, make sure he's not in too much pain and make a decision, but Mm -hmm. I'm really worried about how the other dog is going to react, and I guess I don't even know how to go about it, because growing up, I only had one dog. Mm -hmm. Do I, like, how does she know that he's gone if I just take him to the vet? Well, I don't this, know. I well, kind of see, this is a human, yeah, see, this is a human thing on how you want to deal with it, okay? Uh, okay. You know, now they come can come to your house. You know, if you go to uh, petcremationmn.com, yeah. uh, they can come to your house, and you don't have to take them in, you know, any place. Uh, then also there's okay. minpets, you know, dot, uh, com, but they, they also come out. But pet, but what's, and if you want them cremated, that's the neat thing about uh, pet cremation in Minnesota is that it's individual, it's, it's private. It's, there is no other pet with your pet. And so that's a rarity. Yeah. So anyway, but anyway, so that's, but so as far as the, the pets have left behind, you know, Obviously, that loss is huge. You're going to feel the loss. The pet pet's going to feel the loss, and so you there. You know your emotions. All your emotions have a smell, and the dogs have are in, tu- in tune. You know when you're really happy, kind of happy, sort of happy, really sad, kind of sad, sort of sad. And so the first couple of days are going to be both of you are going to be. He's going to be walking around looking type thing, and then you're going to be crying. <laughs> and so, uh, but the big thing is, is that he's going to have good days. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad days. So if you can see he's he's kind of lost, then try to like trick him. Uh, do a treat. Take take him for. I mean. Teach a trick. Uh, take him for a car ride. Go to a park. You know, redirect his mind onto something else. All right, okay. is what it is. Don't yeah. sit there and go, "Oh, there, there. It's okay. I know I missed her too." Da, 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 da. If you need to, that's okay. But don't overdo it because then that dog, the dog, is already feeling the loss. All right, and then now he's worried about you because you seem broken now too. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. well, and I'm, di- and then here I am stuck in the middle. You know, this dog, whereas trying to keep you, you know, better, and then missing my friend, you know, type of thing. So that's why, like I say, there's times that you're going to be the the cheerleader for him, and then or her, and then the vice versa. Let's say you're sitting down and your your you know your memories start popping in your head and you're sad, and the pup comes over and sit in front of you. You know, pick him up. 
and just and just sit there and and pet them. You know, whereas you can both be hang out together. You know, type thing. But uh, okay. but that's the main thing is that because usually. Uh, we everybody grieves different. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. You know, some people have to literally uh, go out the next day and get another dog. That's just what they have to do. And so, uh, and some people just it, they're so broken up that it might be two years, three years from now. And so, yeah. yeah so you, you just you kind of do what feels right to yourself. And, okay. uh, and you know, whereas, because you, you know your dog best, you've been living with him for 12 years, right? So you could kind of right. tell, and you can redirect, you know, as far as, oh, where's your ball? Let's go. And he may not play like it used to. Maybe it's just throw it once and have him go get it and bring it back and go, yay. And then now we just sit and be still. Don't don't okay. try to interact, you know, hours of games. That's not possible, all right? So the whole thing is, is that, you know, just know the dog. Every day is going to be different. You know, and time does heal. We just, in a way, we just learn to fill the void that's left behind. You know, the first week okay. is the toughest. And then, you know, next week, you know, and, but I still, my Elsie's been gone since 05. And she was my class dog for 17 years. And I, I've, I'll be talking to somebody about dogs. And, and then they'll start, we'll start reminiscing over, you know, dogs we've lost. And, I mean, I'll be coming just a sniveling mess, you know, talking about Elsie or Ben. Or, you know what I mean? There is yeah. no, there's no time limit. There is just you if, you. if you need to cry, you do it. And don't let anybody tell you anything different. <laughs> okay? Thank you, Katie. You betcha. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. That decision is not to be taken lightly. And uh, that's why Pet Cremation of Minnesota... They can help you walk you through the whole thing, you know, from in-home youth, euthanasia, or you could do it at their their facility. And then the big thing is, it's guaranteed, guaranteed. It's just private cremation, just your pet. And like I said, should you wake up and a pet has passed and you don't need the in-home euthanasia, you can just give John a call. They're open every day, and he'll handle all everything for you. They they've got it all. Just go to their website, petcremationmn.com. Okay, where are we at, ma'am? All right, we have Sue, and her dog is deaf and won't stop barking. All right. Hey, Sue, how you doing? I'm good, Katie. So Rocky is uh, almost 13, mm-hmm. and he seemed to kind of go deaf overnight, although the vet said it was probably coming for a little while. But anyway, ever since he's gone deaf, he um, he just barks, like, all the time. Yep. And uh, like all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it, you know, sometimes when I'm working at home, I try to grab him to put him in the cage upstairs or in the middle of the night, like at four in the morning, he'll start barking like crazy. And as soon as my husband walks through the door, he's like barking, barking, barking because he wants treats and I guess attention. But are there any tricks that we could re divert him? What kind so of dog is Rocky? He's a Yorkie. A Yorkie? How many pounds? He's hefty. He's like, 13. Okay. Okay. He's happy. Well, he's your oddest mom. <laughs> but uh, uh, because when the dogs start losing their senses, you know, their hearing, their eyesight, and such like that, they start becoming more of, of a rattle trap because they feel like the world, especially when you got a small one like that that uh, they feel like they can be somebody's treat. And so they're going to become more reactive and more barky. And so I guess what I would do if this was my dog, I would uh, put a leash on. And do you use a kennel or does he just sleep in bed with you all the time? Uh, we, we, he sleeps in bed with us. Yeah, I know it's bad. Okay. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's, that's fine. Don't, don't, I hate when people do that. You know, some dogs have the personality. That's just fine. Okay. So only when yeah. you're dealing with a general, they should not be in your bed. But I guess yeah. what, what I would do, because he can't hear, he's a danger to himself and you don't know how much eyesight he truly has either. All right. So right. that's why yeah. like my Ethel now is starting. I noticed this last week. She's starting to, uh, it's usually all I have to do is say Ethel and her head will pop right up. Now the, today I said Ethel 
three times where I was like literally over, and then she popped her head up. It's like, okay, then. So then what I do, though, is I keep her in a kennel when I don't have time to have her on a leash with me. So if I'm going to okay. sit on the couch, then she sits in the couch with me, all right? But if she okay. jumps off, now I go pick her up and put her back on me. And other than if she, you know, if she just wants to scope around and look and she's not barking or anything, then fine, I'll let her, you know, scope it out and then take her out to go potty. You know, you can't, you can say, we have to say the word go potty, go potty, but they can't hear us. But they know that that's what they're out there for, all right? Right. And so, yeah, yeah so that's the whole thing is that just keep talking to the dog like they can hear us. Uh, but the whole thing is, is that I, with, because, uh, that's what I feel is this dog is is scared and so that's why it's become more of a uh, reactive and triggered uh, because he's scared he can feel the vibration like when somebody walks into a room or whatever or somebody shuts a door but you know and then okay now like I say his sight might not be all that good either that you don't right. realize and so that's why keep him on a leash with you uh, uh, when you sit on the couch he gets to be with you when you're busy in the house put him in a playpen or, you know, or a kennel but he has his own spot okay type thing okay. And, and a lot of times like with my Ethel she does better in her small carrot kennel. I had a like a little uh, sort of better word playpen, you know, for her. And it just she'd yep. stand there and bark and bark and bark and bark and bark. Okay. So then I put her in her regular sleeping kennel, which is kind of small. It's more like a cat kennel. And and she feels co- she feels cozy and comfortable in there. And so she doesn't bark in there unless she has to go potty. <laughs> then she barks. Okay. So that's what you want to try to do is just figure out what will help, you know, especially if you said it, it seems like it kind of went suddenly. That, yep. you know, that the dog is trying to figure this out, too. And so just imagine if you woke up one day and you couldn't hear nothing. You know, man, you'd be, your, your eyeballs would be popping out of your head and you'd be, whoa, whoa, because you, you can't hear nothing. Now you're, you're just in overdrive trying to figure this all out. So, right. Okay. 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 Well, good luck. Okay. Thank you. You betcha. Bye-bye. They do have, for dogs that go deaf, they have uh, vibrating collars. That and that, like dogs that are born deaf, they're vibrating collars that you put on. You have a remote where you, you, you buzz them and then you, you give them a treat. So they learn when they feel the buzz. You know, it's not a snap, it's a vibration. Sure. You know, they, they turn, they're like, where the heck did that come from? And then you have, <laughs> then you have, you know, give them a treat. Then they learn to look to you when they feel that. And then you start teaching hand signals and okay. stuff like that. But there's a, uh, you can, there again, you can go look on the web. You know, like I say, I don't believe everything that's out there, but the whole thing is, is that it's a, a start. It'll give you some ideas. Yeah, that's and cool. You can ask questions. So, All right, ma'am. Where are we at? We got to go to break again. Oh, that, no, that <laughs> pesty thing. Okay, we got time for one more question. Somebody want to give a holler? 651-641-1071. Whoa, okay. What state is the farthest west? What state is the farthest west? We'll be back. All right, we're back. Which state is the farthest west? The farthest west. I don't know. Think about it, think about it, think about it. Where's Donna? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a hint. My daughter lives there. Oh, Alaska? You got it. All right. As the farthest west is Uh, Okay. Okay, so just remember that. People would probably say Hawaii, but I don't think that is it because that goes on the other side you know i don't know where the line you know, oh, the ocean okay. that draws from how far out in the ocean you know i don't <laughs> I don't, don't even get me going on that my geography is not not good so. but anyway so um yeah and, and going back to kids and dogs please folks that you've got to be the 
you have to teach your pets to respect the face and pa- uh, face and space of a, a, any dog, not just a pup. But pups will rev up so easy with those needle teeth, they can shred arms and legs, you know, such like that. And now, if you do get a pup, like right now, now, unfortunately, this time of year when you get a puppy, like eight weeks, ten weeks, whatever, what happens is that we are hibernating. You know, the weather's cold. We're not at the park. We're not doing it at the beaches. We're not going for walks. We are, some are, but it's not the hub hub that it usually is in the summer months, mm-hmm. all right? And so I really caution people, or I shouldn't say caution. The word is you need to do some work with that puppy. <laughs> you need to start building that confidence level. Get a good trick book and start teaching tricks to build confidence. Do some um, uh, confidence building like, what is this? What is this? Now you go up to just a, an object. Let's say a shoe by the front door. What is this? What is this? And keep touching it. Hmm. Now, if the dog comes right up, sticks his nose in it, stops, t- you know, touch it and go, oh, good job. Yeah, you pet him, pet him, pet him. Yeah, you, yeah, you. He was brave enough to come up with okay. and you as a team going, hey, what is it? Okay, <laughs> but now let's say the dog is like hiding behind you like that shoe is going to eat me. Oh. I'm not going near that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then what you got to do is you go, what is this? What is this? <laughs> yes, what is this? You got to keep touching it. Don't look at the dog. If the dog tries to use you as a buffer. Keep on a leash so he doesn't run, run from you but don't ever pull the dog the dog has it has to be the dog's idea to go up right to it, all right mm-hmm. so then in, let's say he just takes even one paw and gets a little closer stop saying what is this and just praise him like crazy so at least he didn't run he did he made one little yes. attempt to put a foot forward all right <laughs> and so eventually like they'll only do it like three times what is this and then move on Maybe go do uh, teach a trick, play fetch, whatever. Okay. Thing. But uh, don't drill the dog home with this. Like you're gonna get this done <laughs> <laughs> because the dog is apprehensive because he's lacking confidence. Sure. And that's why little dogs bark a lot is because look at the world from their point of view. Mm. It's like land of the giants, <laughs> right. you know. And so essentially, like my brother David, who was six five, that's kind of like oh my god, Godzilla has landed. <laughs> and <laughs> so, um, so that's why it's really important to work on the what is this game throughout the house at least three times every day just you know take a pot put thing something that's out of content maybe take a uh, pan from the uh, kitchen and put it in the middle of the living room you know something's there that should not be there yes and it's like whoa what's that in there well let's go check that out come here you know and so the whole thing is to just say that what is this and laugh with your voice and keep touching it but only do it three times and if he doesn't you know you don't get anywhere just get up move don't pick up the pan or whatever you do don't just leave it alone okay just you know move forward go on to something else and then when the dog is off the leash and but then pick up and, and you know try it again another day sure but it's so important that people that have gotten puppies right now that they get and don't go to dog parks with puppy. Their immune system is not up and going enough. I don't, you know, everybody knows I hate dog parks. And so, uh, because the, nobody's supervising, everybody's visiting and a blink of an eye, some dog can get hurt. And now you got a puppy. He doesn't know the, uh, what, how to read body language. Like don't get into my, my face. If you get a, uh, a dog that's, you know, like a general or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the puppy's getting taken out. Now the dog is now you got vet bills. <laughs> but then also, too, the dog is scared of its own kind because something bad happened to them. Mm. And so that's why it's so important that, you know, no, just work on with family, friends, coworkers, neighbors that have a dog. It's not how many dogs the dog needs to meet, all right? It's just as long as you can have a couple friends that he goes to their house, they come to his right. house. That's all they need. And then you play games, you teach tricks, you build that confidence. And like I've, no, I've mentioned, uh, you know, the books, Brain Teasers for Dogs by Sodom, S-O-N-D-E-R-M-A-N. 
Uh, that one's not more or less for puppies. That's more for an older dog that needs a job. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, if you got an Aussie or a Border Collie or a high-energy dog. Oh, yeah. The, the makeup stop and hold mm-hmm. a thought. Remember, when you have a high-energy dog, you don't run them and run them and run them and run them and run them to try to tucker them out. All you're doing is building an athlete. What used to take five minutes or a half hour to take, you know, to tucker. Now it takes an hour, pretty soon two hours. Pretty soon they're oh, running sure. marathons left and right because you're not. And so why do people read a book? And I, you know, hopefully after 17 years of saying the same thing, people, it's clocked in their head is that why do people read books at night? Because you're concentrating on the, the plot, the words, and all of a sudden you're down to one eye. And then before you know it, morning. Because you're concentrating so much, the only way that you can rest is by going to sleep. It's not just sitting down and reading more. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, when you use the brain, you're going to have a calmer dog, an easier going dog, and an easier going, you know. The bad thing, well, not bad thing. The thing is with puppies is that their attention span is that of a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, one day it seems like they got this, and then all of a sudden they go to bed and wake up. And it's like, alrighty, then we're starting all over oh, again. Oh, boy, and yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> but so I'm just uh, diligently, I, I need people to realize now that, uh, because we are becoming cocoons now that you've got to really be diligent about having play times and, and teach your dog confidence. You know, read some books, do some that like, what is this game? Do an obedience class. I've got puppy classes. I got one coming up in December here and one. In, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so just look around and, and I guess a lot of puppy classes, unfortunately, uh, it's treat, 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 treat that a lot of people are telling me that it's just for social. They're not really learning like the dog jumping and nipping and stuff oh, like that. Okay. The first five, the first 10, 15 minutes, everybody socializes. The, the shy ones are together and then the wow factor are together. We don't put them together, together, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody's got to have a good time. So then, um, so then, but then after that, we're teaching you, okay, my dog is jumping on me. What do you do? I need to walk my dog on a leash. What training collar are we going to use, if any? Or can I just show you what you're using now? And then the dog listens to it. So that's the whole thing is that you got to get yourself organized and the dog organized. And like I say, everybody knows that I don't use treats, but you know, I use treats if a dog has an aversion to something to get him over the hump. Like, Ooh. let's say that dog will not go to that shoe and you've been working on it for a week. Right. <laughs> you're like, come okay. on. Yeah, so then you just, you know, do a, drop a treat. Feed dog. Don't feed the dog so he's hungry, and then drop a good treat like the Pure Vita ones. Are those minnows? I love those minnows. But anyway, <laughs> something that stinks really good. And so then you kind of make it, you, you, you know you throw it closer, but you never ever pull the dog to it because right away they're going to slam on the brakes. It's like let's say I want you to come over here, and I grab you by the arm and try to pull you this way to come here because I want you here right. now. What's your reaction? Going to be more probably you, resistant. Well, you're going to resist and pull the opposite yes. way. That's the same thing with dogs. Mm-hmm. You never pull them to something that you want them to understand. You got to work with them to help them understand. And then now you're working as a team. You're building confidence and you're building trust and respect between the two of you. And so, yeah, but and like I said, but, but those of you with puppies now are getting like, oh, I'm hoping they don't get for, don't get a pet for Christmas. I don't care for the dog, <laughs> cat, iguana, a hamster, a gerbil. No, no, no. You can give them a gift card that they can go and pick out their own. There's a connection that is made when you go pick out your pet. Sure, it's, definitely. It's not just, here's your dog. Right. <laughs> Let the person, if somebody says no, not this time, maybe they lost a, a family member, a husband or a wife, and everybody say, oh, you need an animal, oh. take care of Don't do that. Bring that person to the Humane Society. Let them sit and pet the puppies and the kitties, and let them figure out if they want to, or up for ready. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, to, to take dogs out to go potty, to feed them, to water them, you know, and such. So, don't be doing that because that is, oh, I, I just, I, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me when people say, well, you know, my dad lost my mom and so now he's so lonely and so we're going to get him a dog. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know some people 
I'm a little too brassy. <laughs> but, folks, at least you know what you're getting because I will tell you a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. So, remember, exactly. to go, yeah, remember to go to mytalk1071.com. How many? Yeah, okay, my, mytalk1071.com. Check out the KDK9 show page. Check out my podcast, so all the past shows. Check out my website for all the scheduled things that I've got going on at Katie's K9. We've got a, a Yes Manners class coming up. Uh, and then we also got, you can get into my Facebook and then also the pet cremation of man.com. Uh, they have a, 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 a link so that you can upload your pet picture and hopefully win at the end of the month. You can win something from Nutrisource. Okay, folks? Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Um, don't talk to me on Thursday. I'll be a sniveling because all the grandkids go home Wednesday morning. Oh. I've had them for a month, so Thursday, all day, just watching uh, Christmas movies and blubbering. Oh. Okay, folks, have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>